Hey everyone, welcome to the Michigan Beer Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and you are joining me for episode 23. So I got some uh, quick Michigan beer news here, just uh, some touch-ups on some events that are happening this summer. So thank God, you know, we've released all the mask restrictions and everything like that, and some of these festivals are coming into full force. So um, definitely some partying to be done this summer. Uh, Michigan Brewers Guild has a couple events coming up. <clears throat> uh, the first one is a South uh, South Beer Fest, which is going to be August 14th in Comstock Park. They're having a North Beer Fest in Traverse City on August 28th, and then they're having a UP one uh, in Marquette on September 11th. Uh, you can go to mibeer.com and check any of those out and, and details and everything like that. Um, Muskegon is having a Burning Foot which I've mentioned before on August 28th as well. So if you can't make the Traverse City one, at least maybe you can make the the Marquette one. This one looks pretty sweet. This is a lot of music and and food and obviously beer. Um, and this one's like kind of like a, a small like Burning Man, but in Muskegon, which is kind of sweet. Um, we have Midwest Fest, which is in Decatur, Michigan, on July 31st. And then we also have Hop Riot 2021, which is in Bay City on August 7th. So um, just a you know slight glimpse at the events going on in Michigan um, for beer. Um, definitely worth checking out if anyone's near here or I wanted to take a drive to check some of these out. Um, some other news to uh, something funny. Um, Austin Brothers is getting a smoker. So Austin Brothers out in Alpena. Uh, they just bought this monster thousand gallon offset smoker from uh, Pitmaster Frank and the dudes at Sm- uh, Smoker Builder down in Missouri. And this thing's getting hauled up here uh, this following week, uh, the 28th. And um, it looks like there's going to be a hell of a good barbecue coming off of this thing. Um, it's a monster. If you've ever never, like, never seen an offset smoker, definitely Google it or uh, even check out Austin Brothers' Instagram. They're going to have some pictures as this thing <clears throat> is getting hauled <laughs> from Missouri up to Michigan and and uh, and set in place and definitely worth taking a peek at this thing. This is awesome. Um Another cool uh, bit of news, uh, all you Howell folks or anyone in like the Livingston County area, um, Howell just announced their their social district recently. So um, I don't even know about this. I'm kind of close to Howell, and uh, and they have a social district. So if you don't know what that is, it's um, it's where they kind of partition off um, via a map an area where you can walk around with open booze. Um, it needs to be from a cup from one of the establishments <clears throat> that are part of the social district, but basically you have a cup with a logo on it and you can walk inside these boundaries of the town, um, with beer and cocktails and, and stuff like that. Um, and not just, um, secluded to, uh, to the, to the doors. You can leave the place and go to different places and hang out and do whatever. So, um, how was getting one all the way from Abernales, um, all the way across that downtown area to, uh, kind of where like Marco's is, um, so it covers diamonds, it covers, you name it, anything downtown there, Moe's, Bar Bar, um, all that cool stuff. So hopefully everyone, uh, you know, buys into that and, and all these bars come up with some cool ideas and get people kind of, uh, hanging out in downtown, downtown Howell. So that's pretty cool news. Um, and you can actually research that just, you know, obviously Google Howell social district, but, um, they have a list of all the ones in Michigan and there's way more than I thought. I only thought there was going to be a couple, but um, there is quite a bit of social districts, so definitely worth checking out if anything's close to you. I mean, definitely take advantage and, and go check out how fun those are. Um, all right, so let's kick off this week of new brews. Uh, we're starting out with Arvon. Uh, Arvon Brewing has two new beers. The first one is called Senna. It's an ale, and it's fermented in Chardonnay barrels at 5.5%. 
They also have a triple New England IPA called Big Blitz, which is brewed with Galaxy, Cryo Mosaic, and Cryo Amarillo at 10.3%. Bell's Brewing has a cherry sour they just came out with at 4.5%. Brewery 242, uh, wow, sorry, Brewery 424 um, has Liquor Store Lambo, which is an IPA, uh, which uses their Ferrari base, uh, which is a beer they make. Uh, And this one's dry hopped with Moteca, Galaxy, and Idaho 7. They also have a barley wine called Thug Life, which is aged on uh, one, one pound per barrel of Madagascar bourbon vanilla beans. So this one looks pretty cool. Barley wine is a pretty high ABV beer. Um, you know, almost, uh, I call it a barley wine because it's almost to the ABV of a typical wine, which is in the uh, high teens. Um, Draft Horse has a new beer at 5.2% called Watermelon Crawl Amber. X Fermentation Brewing has Go to Hell, uh, Bavarian Hell's Lager uh, at 5.3%. Ferndale Project has a New England double IPA uh, called Summertide. Uh, this was at 8.3%, and this one's double dry hopped with Centennial, Azaka, and Idaho 7. And this one has notes of orange juice, ripe pineapple, and grapefruit in it. Founders Brewing has a beer called Ginger Smiles, and this one is a rum barrel-aged golden strong ale at 12%. And this one's available on draft at the, uh, at the tap room, or you can buy it in bottles too. It's a limit of one. Um, for the special beer that they made. Gemex Brewing has Nine Circles of Hell, which is a Munich Hellas Lager at five point, uh, 5% flat. Guardian Brewing Company has Orange Vanilla Corn. Uh, this one sounds pretty cool. This is a vanilla porter, and this is a variation of their vanilla corn beer uh, brewed with fresh oranges. Um, and this is what they call a one keg wonder, so this is pretty much it. Um, and they their goal was to mix an orange creamsicle uh, and a porter and came out with this orange vanilla corn, so pretty cool beer. Uh, Niles Brewing has a couple new ones. They have uh, Mind Sculptor Milkshake IPA, which is made in collab uh, with Studebaker uh, Brewing Company from South Bend, Indiana. And this one's brewed with Sabro, Mosaic, and Amarillo hops and has notes of tangerine and uh, strawberry. And they have added some strawberry puree and vanilla extract and lactose to get this one at 6.3%. Uh, they also have a Super Haze Amarillo, which is a oat cream New England IPA. So nice, uh, nice mouthfeely New England there. North Center has two new beers. Um, this one is a kettle sour, and it's called Lemon Brain Sour, aged on sugar candied lemons. So if you're thinking lemon heads, uh, you're probably on the right track with this one. And then they also have Storm Chaser Hazy Pale Ale, uh, which is a se- seasonal release. Uh, not, not a new beer, but back on tap at 4.7%. North Pier has a lager called Costa Norte they just came out with. Royal Oak Brewing has Earl Grey Red Ale, which is a um, a beer with a classic black tea flavor and uh, rich caramel flavors and a subtle earthiness of uh, English Fogel hops. Stonehound Brewing up in uh, up in Traverse City, they have Sour de Tarte, which is a cherry lemonade sour, and uh, every every pint you buy, they're going to donate a dollar to the Tarte Trails to support the construction of the Acme Connector Trail. Um, so if you're in the area or interested in and what that supports, definitely check these guys out and, and research that. Um, Urban Rest, uh, you know, we've re- announced a couple of their new beers. They just released, or they just celebrated their four-year anniversary, um, and this is their fifth release, and uh, <laughs> it's actually called number four um, in Roman numerals. And this one's brewed with a complex grist of local and Belgian Pilsner malt, wheat and German Munich malt, 
and specialty caramel malts and candy and dark candy sugar. And this one's uh, 11.3%. So they've released a variation of this before that had a uh, had a lot of um, notoriety and, and a lot of people like this beer. So this is a dark quadruple ale um, worth checking out. These guys have come out with some cool stuff for their anniversary, that's for sure. Um, and last but not least, City Built has uh, Agile Approach, uh, Imperial Stout with huge amounts of coconut, and Uganda Vanilla at 12%. And this one is actually uh, pretty insane. This is a 21-hour boil they did for this beer, so uh, pretty gnarly. All right, so we've touched on – not touched on. We've had segments of the history of beer, um, quite a few of them, going all the way back to – the very, very early starts of beer, all the way up to uh, kind of present-day Michigan. Um, we haven't really touched on, you know, the West Coast, like West Coast IPAs, where those come from and stuff like that, but um, we're at least caught up to Michigan, and one of the biggest breweries that obviously impacts Michigan, everyone knows about, it's actually rated one of the top five like breweries in the country, um, and it's sweet that it's in our home state of Michigan, um, is Bell's Brewery, and should be no surprise to anybody. Um, and what's funny is I actually cracked uh, the new Tropical Oberon uh, for this podcast, and I didn't even didn't even think twice that I was going to be doing a segment on Bell's Brewery. So, um, if you haven't had the tro- Tropical Oberon, this one's this is a pretty awesome beer. This is a wheat ale with uh, mango, guava, and passion fruit, and you can definitely taste that like right off the bat. If you're a fan of Oberon, you're gonna like this. If you like tropical, nice like fruity wheat ales, um, this is gonna be a beer for you. This is really good. So a quick history on Bellsburg. We're going to kind of go in chronological order here. Um, and it all starts with Larry Bell. I mean, this you know, this guy's kind of like the pioneer of craft beer um, in Michigan. So it kind of makes sense to start with him and, and and go from there. So this dates back all the way into 1976. Not to age Larry in any way. Um, but Larry starts um, starts college He in Kalamazoo. So he moves to Kalamazoo in 1976. And after he's attended college, he starts working at uh, the Sarkozy Bakery, where he finds an interest in yeast and fermentation. Um, and this is around the time he starts brewing his own beer and sees an opportunity to open a brewery or some sort of brewing shop or something. So in 1983, six years later, uh, no, I can't even do math, uh, seven years later, Larry opens Kalamazoo Brewing Supply Co. So he opens a homebrew shop in downtown Kalamazoo. A couple years later is the first Bell's Beer. So 1985, uh, September of 85 to be exact, he sells his first commercial beer. So the beer he was brewing um, was actually brewed in a 15-gallon soup pot. So just a giant pot, think of like a giant chili pot. Um, and this first beer was called the Great, a- Great Lakes Amber Ale, which is now called Amber Ale. A year later, beer production reaches 135 barrels. Um, and one barrel is 31 gallons. So if you want to do the math there. Um, originally... It was all self-distributed. Uh, it's nine employees plus Larry would bottle and deliver this stuff. And they did this for four years, too. Uh, so later on in the year, um, this is the first time Larry brewed Third Coast beer, which is a pale ale. But at the time, people were kind of leery of uh, beer called ale. There were, you know, most people were bringing home, you know, Budweiser, Bud Light, Miller Light, whatever. Um, these lagers so ale was kind of something people would skip over to go to their favorites um, and so it was called third coast beer to keep it away from uh, call it third coast ale um, a year later the porter was brewed a year after that 1988 uh, Kalamazoo stout was 
brewed for the first time. Best Brown was brewed for the first time. Cherry Stout, the Double Cream Stout, and Third Coast Old Ale was brewed for the first time. A year later in 1989, uh, Bell's Goods was the first distributor. So now they're shipping over 500 barrels annually. Um, and this would be the first year that they brew Expedition Stout as well. So we get into the 90s. Uh, 1990 brewery capacity uh, increases to a two-barrel system. So they're up there brewing from just a little you know, 15-gallon pot uh, to a two-barrel system um, where they're you know, brewing about you know, 60 and something gallons at a time. Uh, 1991, Bell celebrates its first eccentric day. Uh, it's originally an employee day at Bell's, and it was an annual party that's grown huge over the year and intended to or over the years, and, w- and was intended to showcase like your alter ego or a side that you wouldn't typically show up to the office. And so, uh, it's a day where you just go up and and show up as you are, and and it's a day of food, beer, and music. So, um, still celebrating that today, apparently. Uh, 1992, a year later, um, they upgrade again. So they uh, in, update into a 15-barrel system installed. And this is the first year they brewed Solson. Um, and Solson, which is now known as Ab- uh, Oberon, uh, was originally released in 22-ounce bottles. And the name was changed later on, uh, you know, a few years later because of trademark concerns with a uh, Mexican brewery. Um, 1993, uh, a Michigan first. So Bell's becomes the first Michigan brewery to open an on-site, pu- uh, an on-site pub. Uh, the eccentric cafe on Kalamazoo Avenue uh, hadn't happened before Michigan and Bell's was the first one to do it. 1994, uh, they Larry brews Bell's pale ale for the first time. 1996, a few years later, uh, the Bell's beer garden debuts. 1997, they upgrade again. So now they go to a 30 barrel system and they brew what would be later called the best beer in America, two hearted brewing or two hearted beer. Um, brewed with English malt and Wisconsin hops, and it debuted as a winter seasonal release at first. So now to the 2000s. Uh, 2001, uh, Bells buys five acres in Comstock Park, seven miles from Bells' original location, and Comstock now becomes the home of what's going to become Bells' main brewery. Um, this is also the first year they brewed Java Stout as well. So a year later, uh, 2002, the, the brewery is finally finished in Comstock, um, still takes a little bit, uh, to open. I think they open early 2003. First year they brewed winter white ale as well. Um, and then one of the fan favorites to hop slam is first brewed in 2004. Um, a year later in 2005, they, they expand the Comstock brewery now. So it's been a couple years since they've been open. They expand now. Um, a year later in 2006, they install an Anton par, which is, um, a device that measures alcohol uh, density and estimates calories. So they installed that for the first time to kind of get more info on the beers they're brewing and, and really more, I think, stats to the consumers. Um, this year they, they brewed quite a few beers for the first time. Lager the Lakes, uh, Hell Hath No Fury, their Oktoberfest, and Consecrator Doppelbach for the first time in 06. Uh, a year later in 2007, Bells announces their first cellar expansion. Um, they start doing some barrel-aged stuff, and they do the bourbon barrel-aged Expedition Stout, and they do Black Note Stout as well. Um, 2008, uh, it's more than 100,000 barrels that they're shipping in one year. This is the first year they do Hop Solution and the Christmas Ale. Uh, 2010, the Oarsman Ale is brewed, and, and Bells wants to explore a more sessional beer with this one. So this is the first 
um, bottled Bell's beer to actually make it into cans only. Um, this is the first year they brewed the Oracle. And then this is the same year that uh, Larry wins the Brewers Association Recognition Award. So um, getting some notoriety <clears throat> in the brewing world here in 2010. Uh, 2011, the extension these eccentric cafe reopens after a $3 million renovation. And so they updated the um, music venue. They expanded bathrooms. They got some additional seating. Uh, they updated the beer garden and they got a new patio and then uh, also made a new uh, main entryway too. So fast forward to 2012. Um, now 200,000 barrels are being shipped uh, per year or yeah, per year. A new brew house is also constructed. This thing is a monster. It's a 200 barrel brew house. They have 14 400-barrel dry hop fermenters, um, and this is all for Two Hearted. Two Hearted's now gained enough popularity where they need just a monster setup here. Um, they use this. They use this brew house too for grain storage and and some geothermal field installations. Not sure what that is, but um, but this thing is solely for Two Hearted. Uh, 2013, uh, a cool, pretty cool announcement. They announced that um, Upper Hand Brewing. Uh, is going to be opening up its sister brewery up in in Michigan's UP, um, and this is the first year that they brew Sparkleberry as well in 2013. So a year later, 2014, they uh, they hire their first full time microbiologist, and so he's hired as part of Bell's quality team. Um, this is the same year that they include a canning line, which is installed, and a hop yard is planted as well. Um, this is the first year that the Planet series. If you're a big fan of Bell's, you should know or tried maybe a couple of these. Um, and I'll go down the list here and kind of say which ones are which, but they have Mercury, which is a Belgian-style ale. They released Venus, which is a malt beverage um, with apricot juice, honey, uh, cardamom, and vanilla beans. Mars, which is a double IPA. Jupiter, which is a brown ale. Saturn, which is a malt beverage aged on oak bourbon barrel casks. Uranus, which is a black uh, double IPA. And then Neptune, which is an ale brewed with black pepper hickory bark, dandelion roots, spices, molasses, maple syrup, cayenne pepper, uh, star anise, raisins, and dates. That one sounds pretty sweet. Um, and then Upper Hand starts brewing. So uh, it's been a year since they announced it. They start brewing. And this is the year that now we're up to 300,000 barrels shipping in one year. Um, and if you want to put that into retro in perspective, this is 9,300,000 beers that are being shot, shipped every year. Um, so just hitting huge numbers. Uh, 2015, they have a waste wastewater treatment facility go online. Um, Bell's is named one of the best and brightest companies to go work for. Uh, Double Two Hearted gets brewed this year for the first time, and this hits their 30th anniversary. So now they're 30 years in. Um, they're shipping over 300,000 barrels of beer, which is insane. Um, 2016, they uh, brew for the first time pool time. Um, pretty cool, pretty cool beer. Uh, and Falls, I think I said that right, is a dry hopped lager. They brew that for the first time. Um, and then a year later, 2017, uh, kind of like I said before, Two Hearted is rated the number one beer in America, which is pretty cool. Um, 2018, 12 additional 800 barrel fermenters are installed, and the yeast pop propagation systems are upgraded, and two pilot brew systems are put into place as well in their facilities. Uh, 2019 is the first year that they brew Bell's Official. And 2019 is the first time they release Larry's Flamingo Fruit Flight. Um, so if you're a big fan of Bell's, you know, I, 
probably named a bunch of beers that you guys have had or heard about or something like that. Um, obviously, Too Hearted, I think everyone's heard about that. Um, but believe it or not, they only have nine beers that are, are year-round beers that you can find every month, anytime. Um, and those are Amber Ale, the Hop Solution Ale, Kalamazoo Stout, Lager of the Lakes, Lighthearted, No Yeah, the official Hazy IPA, uh, the Robust Porter, and then Too Hearted. Um, obviously, I didn't mention Oberon. That's just a limited release. Um, Hop Slam's rim- limited release, Double Too Hearted, Incessant, and all of Larry's Flamingo Fruit Fights as well. Um, so you can check those out. Go to bellsbeer.com. You can, you can see when all of these are, are released. Some are only released just one time throughout the year, just one month. You can get, you know, Best Brown or something like that. Um, so definitely worth checking out. I mean, you know, Bell's has been a huge part of Michigan beer and, and like I said, kind of the pioneer. So I wanted to do a cool little feature on them and <clears throat> kind of get us up to speed on some of these uh, some of these big monster breweries that, that really impact our, our communities and, and state. So um, that about wraps it up for for this episode. Kind of short. Um, we'll, you know, I want to continue to bring you some cool uh, little segments and stuff on, on breweries and we'll kind of go, you know, we start with bells and we'll kind of work our way down to some of the smaller breweries and, and kind of feature one, uh, one per week. So if any requests or anything like that, uh, feel free to give me a shout. Um, side note too, there, all you bourbonites out there, um, Costco just released this, uh, Kirkland signature, small batch bourbon. Um, it's Kentucky straight. And it's by Barton 1792 Master Distillers. Um, so it's a small batch. So get to your local Costco. Um, I know there's a couple that don't uh, don't actually sell liquor. But if you go to any like the East Lansing, Brighton, um, Commerce, any of those guys, they all they all sell liquor. So check this out. It's only like 28 bucks for this bottle, um, 750 milliliters, um, and it's 92 proof. And like I said, it's small batch. This thing is going quick, um, and you pretty much can only get it for this run too. So being a small batch, um, this is pretty much it. So if you get it now, get yourself a couple bottles. Trust me, this is good stuff. Um, save some, drink some, gift it, whatever you got to do. This stuff is going to gain some popularity. And like I said, it's not, not going to be around for very long, especially being a, a Costco product. This stuff just flies off the shelves. So, um, other than that, uh, you know, look forward to chatting with you guys this next week. In the meantime, cheers. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Michigan Beer Pursuit Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at MIBeerPursuit. And then check out our website too at MichiganBeerPursuit.com. As always, drink local and cheers.